podcast where we talk about all things related to running and really great food. Hello and welcome to the Up and Running podcast. My name is Paul Ventura and I am your host. This is episode number 19 and in this episode I'm going to do a turkey trot recap I'm going to talk about bundling up in the winter for your runs, and I'm also going to feature the Blue Bonnet Cafe based out of Marble Falls, Texas. So, as many of you know, I was recently an ambassador for the Plymouth Rock and Run Turkey Trot in the city of Anaheim, California, and it took place this past Thanksgiving morning. Those of you who live in Southern California, like myself, know that we got a lot of rain that day. And I had high hopes when I woke up early that day that there might be a break in the weather for race time, which was at 8 o'clock. But, you know, as I do, if I'm going to do something big like a race or take a trip somewhere, I'll head to weather.com and type in my zip code and take a look at what the radar looks like. And when I did that, Based on what I saw, I was pretty sure we were going to be getting some rain during race time. So during the hour leading up to the race, it was raining, but only very lightly. And I commented to my kids who were also running the race with me that if it just held the way it was at that moment, that it would be great running weather. So as we lined up on the start line for the 5K, things were still okay. Just a little bit of rain coming down. And things were still good through the first mile. But as we started mile two, the skies just opened up. Oh man, did it ever come down. Not only did it come down, but the wind was blowing pretty hard as well. And at times it was coming sideways at us. Needless to say, we got absolutely soaked. So for those of you who are used to running in the rain, maybe you live in Seattle, Washington, and this is nothing to you. But for those of us who live here in Southern California, it's a big deal. You know, it's one thing to have a little drizzle on your cuff or your sleeve. It's a whole other thing when the water's just cutting through you and your shirt's sticking to you. And that's what it was like on that day. So it did make running harder. There's no doubt. I was really proud of my kids for braving the wind and the rain that day and just playing getting out and running in it. So I want to give a big shout out to everyone who attended the race that morning at Yorba Regional Park. Uh, That was a huge effort everybody put out in spite of the climate, in spite of the elements and the conditions that we had out there. And then also just a huge shout out to anybody who may not have run a turkey trot and just got out for a run that day. That's, That's great. Good for you. So winter is upon us, and that definitely means that we're in for some colder mornings and colder evenings, and also it's getting darker earlier. And as I sit here and record this podcast right now, it's raining outside. So it is very easy when the weather changes and we hit winter to get derailed from your training as a runner. You know, it's cold. Um, if, if, you're, if you're an early morning runner 
it's harder to get out of bed, right? Your bed's all warm, everything's cozy. You don't really want to maybe get out the door and uh, deal with those cold conditions. So I wanted to talk in this episode about how to bundle up, what are some of the right things to wear that will help you stay comfortable while you're out during cold weather runs. And these things make a huge difference for your training plan over those winter months. So, you know, some of these things are not just really, really inexpensive. Some of them are a bit pricier, but they you should look at them as a investment in your health and in your training, um, especially if you have a goal run that you're working towards. Maybe you have a race that you want to work towards that's coming up in February. You know, these are things that will definitely help you on towards that goal. So the first tip that I want to share is it's really important to keep your head warm when you're out running, especially in the cold. Approximately 7 to 10% of your body's heat comes from the top of your head. So imagine you're out running and it's cold weather and maybe the rest of your body is covered up pretty well, but your head isn't. Well, guess what? You're losing quite a bit of body heat off of your head. So covering your head is the very first step. And you'll find that when you do cover your head, you're going to all around feel a lot better just from the get-go. So there are a lot of different kind of headwear or hats or headgear, if you will, options out on the market. But some of the things you should definitely look for are you should look for materials that wick away sweat. Um, Undoubtedly, when you're out there, even if it's cold, you're going to sweat. And that sweat will accumulate in whatever fabric that is on your head. So you want to try to get some fabric that is moisture wicking, like dry fit. And um, there's a lot of different materials on the market. There's dry fit, there's thinsulate, um, there's climafit. You know, there's a lot of different ones out there, but personally, I, and if you've seen my Instagram page, you see that I wear this quite a bit lately. Uh, It's bright orange, and it's a Nike dry fit skull cap. This skull cap works great for me because it wicks away the sweat and it fits snugly over my head, which is important to me. I like uh, a headgear or a hat that lies low on my forehead so that it also... Uh, keep sweat out of my eyes and I don't have to keep fidgeting with it while I'm out on the run. So this particular hat sits just above my eyebrows and works like I mentioned to keep sweat from running, running into my eyes. It also fits snugly over my ears which is really important for me because if my ears get cold when I'm out on a run it really bothers me you know that's what I think about on the run. I start thinking about my ears. Uh, I also get windburn so You know, for those of you who have sensitive skin like I do, your ears take a beating. They get windburned and then uh, at night when you're ready to go to bed, they're bright red. And you're thinking, why in the world are my ears on fire right now and so uncomfortable? And that's because uh, they're either windburned or sunburned. So having a skull cap or some kind of headgear or hat that will cover your ears in the winter cold um, is important. Um, Oftentimes we don't think about sunlight when we're out in cold weather, but if you still have cloud cover and it is daytime, you are getting ultraviolet rays. So you can actually get a sunburn on those exposed parts of your face, your forehead, your ears, things like that. So 
again, this works to protect me against all that. The other thing that it does that I really like is I've mentioned many times before that I listen to podcasts while I'm out running. I also listen to music. And uh, when I'm wearing my earbuds, the um, my dry fit Nike dry fit skull cap fits over my ears and it also helps to tuck in my earbuds so they uh, don't slip out. Um, you know, sometimes when cold weather affects our um, our body, uh, you know, you can make what otherwise might be some snug ear pods or um, earbuds kind of loose. So uh, that doesn't happen for me. They stay in snugly. And then also because they're made out of plastic, that plastic stays body temperature for me. And those little pieces of plastic in my ear don't turn to ice and uh, end up bothering me again out on the run. So as you can see, that, that one hat does a whole lot of different things for me. The next thing that you need when you're out, and keep in mind, you want to keep your not only your upper body, but your lower body. But right now I'm going to talk about keeping your upper body warm. You need a base layer. So this should be a shirt that's not made of cotton because cotton attracts sweat. And then once it has sweat in it, it holds that sweat. And in cold weather, it will make you very cold. So try to get a base layer. So like a long sleeve shirt that's made of wicking material like Thinsulate, Thermax, or Coolmax. The next item that you'll want is an outer layer. And this outer layer, like for me, who I live in Southern California, it never really gets super cold. So I don't need uh, what someone maybe on the East Coast out running might need. So I can get away with a shell that is made of like dry fit material. And why that's important is because when you're out running in cold weather, you want to layer your materials. So using something like a dry fit jacket, um, and I prefer a zip up jacket so that if I do get a little warm, I can zip it down a little bit and get some airflow. Um, this is a really good way to go. Uh, the particular jacket that I have is a Nike dry fit jacket. It also has thumb holes that I can slip my thumbs through. And then there's a piece of fabric that goes over my knuckles. So um, that helps keep my hands warm as well. Uh, so the outer shell that you have, again, make sure that it's some kind of like dry fit or Thermax or Coolmax material um, and that you're putting it over your base layer. And what you'll find when you do that is you're going to feel really comfortable. When you go out, let's say it's 42 degrees. Uh, and again, everyone on the East Coast is laughing at me right now, but that is cold here in Southern California. 42 is chilly. Uh, so you will feel very comfortable if you layer and have these kinds of fabrics and these kinds of running clothes. So for those of you who live in much, much colder climates, you're going to want to have an outer layer that is made of fabrics like Climafit, Gore-Tex, Microsuplex, Nylon, Suplex, and Windstopper. These are fabrics that are less permeable. Uh, they're, uh, many of them are waterproof and they keep the cold out much better than would a dry fit outer shell. So if you're running in those really, really cold temperatures, you know, like the, like the 20s and the teens, this is the kind of thing you're going to want. To continue keeping your upper body warm, you're going to want some gloves. 
There's a lot of great glove options out there. Some of the key things you'll want to still look for are moisture wicking material like dry fit. And some other really thing, good things that you should consider are touchscreen finger compatibility. So many, many of us run with our phones. And so, you know, when you're wearing gloves, if you don't have touchscreen finger compatibility, well, you can't scroll to the next uh, song that you want or pick out that next podcast if you're on a long, long run. So you just plain can't use your phone without ripping your glove off, and that's always uncomfortable when it's freezing outside. So look for some gloves that have touchscreen finger compatibility. There's a lot of options. Um, If you're ordering some gloves online, look for the bullet points that show the unique features of the glove, and you'll see these if they have them. You'll also want to consider breathability, so venting. You'll want to find some gloves that are structured in such a way where they are breathable. And a lot of uh, websites feature you know, running glove options and they do a pretty nice job of reviewing them. So look for breathability options that are in the high 80s, 90s ratings. Those are really good. These uh, breathable gloves will help you so that your, glove, so that your hands don't get like super, super hot, right? because you don't want that either. You don't want to just be sweating in your gloves. Uh, There are some other gloves out there that have silicone for added grip and also reflective elements for higher visibility in the dark. So I have a pair of Nike Storm Fit gloves. I really love these gloves. They have uh, touch screen finger compatibility. They have breathability because they have venting. And uh, they also... um, fit fit really really well so right around uh, my wrist they're very snug and that's important Um, you want your gloves to be snug around the wrists so that you're not getting um, you know cold cold air to rush in there and things like that and they also have reflective features so um, when I'm out running in the very early morning before the sun is up um, if a car headlights come across me they reflect So that's um, a really good thing just from a safety aspect. Okay, so we've talked quite a bit about keeping your upper body warm. Keeping your lower body warm is just as important. So tights, that's where tights come in. Wearing a pair of tights will help keep your legs warm on the run. I recommend tights with ankle zips. Ankle zips are great because it makes putting your tights on a lot easier And you can pull your socks all the way up and then pull your tights down and zip them tightly closed. The other benefit is that you can zip them down over the top of your running shoe, giving you a little bit more insulation against the cold. So I run in a pair of Nike dry fit thermal running tights that feature ankle zips. They work great. And for me, I feel like they give me a little bit of compression as well. So... We talked a lot about keeping your upper body warm, your lower body warm. Um, And again, not all these items that I've mentioned are really inexpensive. You're going to shell out a few dollars for these items. You know, a jacket might run you $90 into $100, but just know that that is an investment. That jacket will last you years. I've had my Nike jacket going on, oh, probably six years at this point and um, I bought just straight up black 
Um, you know, if you're worried about fashion and you think, well, that jacket's going to go out of style and I have to buy another one in a, in, in a year or two, uh, just go with dark colors. Those always work well. That's crazy good. All right. Well, this part of the show is a part that I always get really excited about. And that's my That's Crazy Good Food segment. And in this episode, I want to share a really great place with you. And it's called the Blue Bonnet Cafe. It's located in Marble Falls, Texas. So it's a little out of the way. If you're in Austin, though, it's not. It's only 48 miles outside of downtown Austin. It's very easy to get to. And you will not be disappointed. So what is the Blue Bonnet Cafe known for? They are known for many things, but they're especially known for their pie. So I like desserts. I've met people that aren't really dessert eaters, but I am. I love desserts. I love all kinds of pie and cake and donuts and cookies and all that kind of stuff. And so when I first uh, moved to Austin, Texas, I heard about the Blue Bonnet Cafe And someone said, you've got to go out here. This place is amazing. So I did. My family and I drove out there and we didn't live very far at all. And when I got there and I saw the pie, I was amazed. And I will put a link on my show notes for the Blue Bonnet Cafe. And you've got to go there and take a look at these pictures. Because I kid you not. Their lemon meringue pie, the meringue is about eight inches tall. It is amazing. And how does it taste? And I'm a big fan of lemon meringue, so that's why I jumped right into that one. Oh, it is so crazy good. So if you're a fan of lemon meringue pie, you know that a perfect lemon meringue pie should be tart, sweet, and lemony. And the meringue should be marshmallow-like. And that is exactly how the Blue Bonnet Cafe's lemon meringue pie is. It's absolutely crazy good. But, you know, lemon meringue isn't where their pies stop. Oh, no. I'm going to tell you what they feature. Okay? So, they have coconut meringue pie. Chocolate cream pie. Chocolate meringue pie, German chocolate pie, banana cream, lemon cream, coconut cream, peanut butter, peach, fudge, pecan, cherry, and regular apple, an apple with no sugar added. And it doesn't end there, folks. They also feature a pie happy hour. That's right. A pie happy hour. So you can get a slice of their phenomenal crazy good pie for just $4.25. And if you're a a la mode fan, you can get any one of their pies with a scoop of soft serve ice cream for $4.79. And folks, there is no sales tax added. One of the many benefits of the great state of Texas, uh, no state tax, and then also the Bloom Bonnet Cafe won't charge you any sales tax. 
And they also feature a home-baked slice of pie for $3.79. And hey, if you want a whole pie to go, it's only going to set you back $15.79. So you might say, well, you know, $15.79, but you haven't seen their pie. So go to the website and check out their pictures. Go to my show notes. It, I'm telling you, this place is awesome. So when I sat down to write out, because I always write out my podcast before I record them, I got so pumped up. I was like, man, I want to go back to the Blue Bonnet Cafe. So I am definitely going to make a stop there next time I'm back in the Austin, Texas area. And if you happen to be going through Marble Falls or Austin, Texas, definitely stop at the Blue Bonnet Cafe. They are not a fly-by-night operation. They are not someone who just started up three years ago. No, folks. They've been around since 1929, so they definitely know what they're doing there. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Up and Running podcast. I want to thank all of you who have been loyal listeners to the show. This has been a really exciting ride for me. Um, This past year has flown by. I started recording my Up and Running podcast in January of this year, 2019, and I plan on continuing. And so it's been really enjoyable to um, pick out different topics in the sport of running, the sport that I love, my hobby, something I've been doing for 28 years. And I really enjoyed watching the show grow and how many followers I've picked up as listeners And it's really amazing just to see how many people are not only following me stateside, but following me abroad in other countries around the world. That's pretty phenomenal. And uh, I also want to give a big shout out to the folks in Menominee Falls because you have been avid listeners of the show. And I just want to recognize you. I want uh, you to keep telling others about the show so I can grow and keep bringing topics to you. And if you haven't left a review for this show, please do. It really does make an impact, helps the show keep going. And um, check me out on Run With Paul. That's my Instagram account. That's R-U-N-W-I-T-P-A-U-L. And you can find me on Facebook under my name, Paul Ventura. Please leave a comment, any suggestions for some places I should check out and feature in That's Crazy Good Food segment. And then any topics that you might want me to touch on um, in the world of running. Thank you so much. Looking forward to our next show and have a really great run.